Warning, the following podcast has explicit language and detailed spoilers, so listener discretion is advised. Also, if you enjoy this kind of podcast, please go to endlightpodcast.com or search EPN on iTunes. That's right, go to iTunes right now and search EPN, and you can find the rest of the pop-off podcasts, including our entire Star Wars retrospective, the Harry Potter retrospective, the Avengers movies, Doctor Who, Transformers, all that good stuff. Plus, if you're a Star Trek fan and you don't mind naughty words, then you can find the trek off podcast at trekoffpodcast.com you can find all of that by searching epn on itunes that's it enjoy the free fun podcast and welcome to pop off welcome to pop off i am justin and i'm rj and today we are finishing our retrospective on the star wars saga, saga yeah. um with star wars episode six return of the jedi um, how does this rank for you in the movies? Uh, second or third favorite. It's really? Awesome. Really? Yeah. Second? Really? Yeah. So your favorite's Empire. Yep. And so this might be more than the original Star Wars? Yeah. it's. I mean, it's really? tough for me to say just because, I mean, I'm a sucker for the action, the special effects, how big it is. Star Wars comparatively is just kind of quaint, uh, which is something I also ironically hmm. dig about the original Star Wars is how quaint it is. Um, in the last movie, uh, you had me make a case for why Empire was my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would like for you to please make a case for me about how this can be ranked above Star Wars, uh, possibly, and above Revenge of the Sith. How can you possibly how can you <laughs> possibly put this movie... What what makes this good? I mean, okay, a lot of... It's Star Wars. It's awesome. Okay, yeah, first yeah, of all, yeah. it's awesome. Yeah. Look, look, Star Wars Episode Two is better than 90% of the movies out there. I would watch... If I, if I had, like, only, like six movies to bring with me i might just bring the entire series so i could watch it from beginning to end yeah um and i would enjoy the hell out of a lot of star wars episode two there's tons in there to like so i don't want to shit on anything and i certainly don't want to shit on jedi jedi has awesome stuff and was my favorite when i was a kid um but there are things that that are really wrong with it and so i and i will talk about those but before i do i would really like to hear uh, what is really right <laughs> about it because I'm I'm confused and scared <laughs> by what you've just said about it maybe being more liked than Star Wars. Well, first off, what's yeah. the what's the line from episode three that we just watched on your TV? Is the the Sith only speak in absolutes or something like that? Yeah, only a Sith eats barbecue sauce or <laughs> yeah, one of those two. Um, and I feel like for me, it's really difficult for me to rank or speak in absolutes with any of the Star Wars saga. It's really easy to shit all over the. Uh, I can speak about absolutes about Empire. It's almost perfect. Right, 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 yeah, and I'll agree. It's just, it's hard. It, it's so hard for, when, when you say something like episode two is better than 90% of the movies out there, Yeah, you, there's a, a huge part of me that thinks you're probably right, but just because of what a, how much I like to join gang mentality and because of what it's compared to, I have so much difficulty thinking yeah. in those terms. So my mind instantly is like original trilogy greater than uh, prequels. And like that's I, just, I and I agree. I yeah, absolutely yeah. agree. And but so I still th- feel like prequels better than ninety percent of the stuff out there. Yeah, anything with Star Wars on it better than ninety percent. And it could. I mean, it, it for me. For me, I would agree just because of the universe universe that it occupies. Do you think yeah. that's most of your decision too? Is just I would say that especially in theaters, right? Watching, yeah. I enjoyed watching the Star Wars prequels more than I've almost enjoyed watching anything in my life. 
um, uh, sitting there when the music starts, when the crawl starts. Yeah, yeah. Um, when the lightsaber battles are happening, all the way through the final credit, final moment, right before the 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 iris in and the credits, um, from beginning to end, I am usually, especially when I'm seeing for the first time in the theaters, yeah, yeah. just fucking grinning from yeah. ear to ear. Yeah, yeah. I am a kid when I'm watching them, and I'm. I'm sorry. There are very, very few films that can do that for me. Very I'm right. I'm right with you. But I also want to say, and you'll probably disagree with me here, but um, the first time I watched Wolverine in theaters, I was a kid. I was a kid. Not to compare. Now, to be fair, yeah, yeah, all three on. of the prequels are far superior to Wolverine. But I will say the same phenomenon. The shit that they cut out of the prequels because they weren't good enough to be be in the prequels <laughs> are better than Wolverine. Wolver, Wolver, uh, man, I, whoever made Wolverine, I'm sorry. Somebody should attach that. I'm, I'm not. It was, okay, I was going to say attach that person's lips to their ass and fill their lungs with a river of shit. Oh. But I'm not going to Whoa. say that because that would be mean. And Ooh. and also something that is not my joke. So, <laughs> um, but uh, but yes, I I dislike wolverine in ways i can't even describe I was, and i was in denial about it for a good week i lost friendships because of how in denial i was about wolverine really yeah i was like i went through everything i was like oh so it's uh it's kind of like a lone man western type thing like no it's a hunk of shit well i mean yeah but it's kind of like a character study on wolverine no it's a hunk no, of shit. no it's not it a <laughs> exactly, study on wolverine. exactly i was in denial and so because of that because of my own distrust for my taste in film especially film that appeal to my nerdy side yeah i i have a lot of trouble um a lot of trouble just sort of ranking these things all right now i and and look i i understand if you i mean and and i guess i i'm surprised to hear that you feel that way i mean i'm 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 probably a bigger X-Men fan than you. Yeah, um, we've talked about it. You are, um, yeah, yeah. Um, and yet the fact that you love that it occupies the X-Men universe is, is it's, it's just, I, I didn't know that you liked Wolverine. Um, I <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. I was in, deni was in denial about it. Okay. I don't even own the DVD. I do. I was holding it for a friend. I own the DVD. I have it. And why did you do that? Because um, I'm a completist. It's one of the X-Men movies. Yeah. Um. You know, and and when I didn't get X Men First Class for Christmas before New Year's, I owned X Men First Class. Um, uh, it's on my birthday list. Yeah, uh, when's your birthday? No, wait, don't say that. We're on a podcast. Yeah, it's true. La la. What's your birthday? What'd you have for breakfast this morning? La la la. la. What's your address? Uh, Do you have MySpace? <laughs> what's your social security number? <laughs> um, uh, so defend Return of the Jedi for me, please. Okay, I will say, and I said this on the last podcast when we started touching on Jedi. Hmm. There's probably a better way to phrase that. Um, when yeah. we first started talking about Jedi, there we go. Um, I kind of just, I like the, I like the scale of it. I like how big it is. And I like that there's a war going on on Endor when they're um, having a tiny little, well, not a tiny, they're having a little dispute on a space station up in space. Yeah. Like, I, I like, I like that. I like what the characters are doing. Um, I still haven't rewatched since you've told me that uh, Harrison Ford phones it in, in this movie. I haven't, rewatched it to double check that yeah. i do believe you because you're usually right about these things it does but seem to for me for me last time i watched it it's still han solo being han solo and yeah there's some cutesy yeah. stuff that's worn off on me over the year. yeah when i was a kid i love the i love the ewoks i love that no. there were teddy bears with rocks and sticks but as i grew up just like everybody kind of uh, saw that as a bunch of little jar jar binks running around um uh, officially return of the jedi now has no in it yeah i just want to tell you 
<laughs> I just want to tell you that that's there now. Yeah. No. I think every movie should have that. I think every no. Star Wars movie does at this point, right? Yeah. Is he slowly adding that into everything? I think, I think, I think that should be in the opening credits now. Yeah, just no. no. Like when it, when it says Lucasfilm Limited, I just think you should hear, <laughs> no. <laughs> um. So yeah, go on. Well, I mean, that's my that's my nutshell review. Is the thing that the things that appeal to me is the uh, the epicness, the scale of it all, um, the whole stuff, all the stuff on the Death Star with the Emperor and Luke being on there. Some of the greatest, most tense lines of dialogue in the Star sure. Wars saga happen there. Maybe that maybe that's my only defense. Is like that is so brilliant and so complex that that makes the whole movie for me. And makes me able to overlook the Ewoks and rank it up there it's with more than just Star the Wars. Ewoks for me. All right, well, let me say, let me say this. Um, I like the story a lot. I like it a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. I think the story in Jedi is probably better than the story in Empire. Right. I think the story, if this movie were directed by by Irvin Kershner, this would be the movie. This would be the best. This this is everything about it in in its ideas are. It's great. It's great. Even the idea even the idea of the Ewoks that don't bother me as much as they used to is great. Um, but the movie is sloppy and it's lazy. And it pisses me off that it's sloppy and lazy after Empire. <laughs> um, because Empire is so tight and so immaculate. And deliberate. It's an, it's an immaculate film. This film is lazy and it's lazily directed by a lazy director who went on to direct a lazily directed... Uh, James Bond film, and which one did he do? I think he, he might have done License to Kill. Hmm. Um, I could be wrong. He he might have done uh, The Living Daylights, which is a good one. Hmm. Um, but uh, but it's he. And I don't know if it's because he's under Lucas's thumb. I don't know why this movie is so seems rushed and sloppy. The whole movie seems rushed and sloppy, and I'm about to point out a bunch of fucking reasons why. I can't wait. Uh, disclaimer for everybody listening. I, I put it at the beginning. Well, no. Extra disclaimer for okay. everybody listening. Um, we're not just a couple of guys talking shit about a movie that we love a lot. We're going to delve into it in this podcast and try yeah. to justify our things. We're not going to be your typical guy. No. Just, look, I love Jedi. I love all of them. I love all the Star Wars movies. I wanna, I'm want i going to sit down and watch Jedi. When I watch it, I'm going to enjoy the hell out of it. But I'm going to be taken out of the experience of watching it by some things that bug me. And the problem is with these things that this movie to work needs to suck me in. And when I look, when I was seven, it worked up to like when I was like 14, Mm. it worked for me for seven years. This movie sucked me in. I read the novelization. I, when I dressed up like Luke, I dressed up like Luke in the black with the green lightsaber. Good choice. Um, uh, I love, I, I loved this movie when I was a kid, but Maybe it's because the home video was not something that everybody was doing. Maybe they didn't expect that anybody would be able to see this movie multiple times. But watching it multiple times, the 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 flaws become glaringly real. And I will tell you the sort of shit that pulls me out. And it's pithy little shit most of the time. Disillusion me, Justin. All right. Um, well, you talked about it last time uh, or a couple times ago when you get to Jedi and and they're starting with the shot of Jabba's palace, and there's this little Muppet frog that eats something, mm, yeah. yeah, and does that. That's the beginning of stuff like that. Mm. It's, um, uh, it's so th- when the movie opens, it opens with uh, 
Um, it doesn't open with Vader arriving at the new being constructed Death Star um, and talking to the guy, and the guy says he'll redouble his efforts. Um, that's how it begins. Uh, the stormtroopers in that, um, I've uh, someone has pointed out to me how they're stand-ups, how they're not alive, how the only the ones oh, in front are alive and they're stand-ups, um, and that there are ways to tell that. Um, and I can sort of tell that Vader is too shiny. Suddenly, he is super glistening, really, yeah. and and it doesn't it doesn't seem to jibe with the Vader from before. It's more difficult for me to be into Vader now. Suddenly, um, uh, uh, you get you go from that, and you go to Jabba's palace, um, and you have the little Muppet thing go, you know, and, and eat the and and eat the thing. Uh, C three PO and R two D two show up at Jabba's palace, and immediately you meet big, giant, cartoonish pig looking things. That they look like cartoons. <laughs> they look like cartoons. Up to this point, the aliens in Star Trek look like aliens. Star Wars, you mean? Or yeah, in Star Wars, look like aliens. Or they looked, you know, weird. And even if they didn't look right, they didn't look exaggerated. They didn't look like a caricature. I would. St- I, I would say go back to the. Um, and I mean, not to defend. I agree with what you're saying, but I would say you'd also see that in the uh, in the cantina tattoo. Scene? Yeah, the cantina scene. Yeah, but that's the thing in the ca- in the cantina scene. There was a guy with kind of a pig nose. You know, he had the death sentence yeah, on twelve was, yeah. systems. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. not these guys. These eyes were perfectly green with perfectly sculpted, big, cartoonish looking eyes. Right. And every alien here, where in the cantina scene, the aliens seemed yeah weird, and sometimes their costumes were terrible. But they all seem dangerous. Yeah, okay, they all okay, seem okay. dangerous. These guards were goofy and oafish. They're, they're go- goofy and oafish. And Jabba is cool. Jabba's awesome. Jabba yeah. is an achievement for the time. Yeah, I watched the making of Jabba on this thing. It Ooh, is a that's four, fun. Fourteen guys taken to <laughs> no one guy doing like one <laughs> eye and one arm, another guy doing like the mouth and the tail. The like what they did for Jabba is astounding. I absolutely believe Jabba is a character. Yeah, but and his. He's, He's terrifying and foreign as well. It's yeah, just like something yeah, really. Yeah, he is an amazing force. Yeah. Um, and his his right hand guy, the the guy who's always his snakehead. Ma- yeah, his major domo <laughs> who's always sitting next to him. I believe him. He's cool. He's fucking he, terrifying he, too. Even yeah. though the end of his head kind of looks like foam. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so do the guys, the pig guys, and his little laughing hyena. While funny, <laughs> is clearly a puppet. And the band that sings mm. are clearly puppets. And she has big lips that are out, like, woo, way out. And it's it's now seems like Lucas is just doing shit because he can. Yeah. And it all seems wrong. Um, and so they bring the, the, the minute I see the pig guy, I'm like, this, is, this isn't like Empire at mm. all. I, I liked Empire at the beginning of it, you know, that I can see the stand up. Okay, that opening scene still feels like Empire. Yeah. When yeah. Vader is like, the Emperor isn't as forgiving as I am. Like, shit, we're going to see the Empire. Awesome. But then we see the pig guys, and already I'm going, um, huh. <laughs> but the first moment that really gets me, more than even that, is when they threaten C3PO with disintegration because their last protocol droid had something bad, and they show all these droids getting tortured. Mm. And they're branding this droid's feet with this red poker. Yeah. And really, 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 really clearly, there are steam jets coming out of the droid's feet. Yeah, you're right. And you can tell. You can tell. You can go, what they did is they took 
this thing and they pushed it down and then they had a timed steam coming out of the top and where empire was seamless where they made me believe asteroids and yeah it's sure the 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 thing in it looks a little like a sock puppet you know when it comes out and tries to eat the millennium falcon but fuck if that didn't kind of still work and wasn't composited in an amazing way and yeah. they made yoda seem so real and you know when when randall says in clerks all that star wars had was a bunch of muppets you all know, that Empire had was know, a bunch of Muppets. No, the, oh, sorry, all the Jedi had was a bunch. Oh, of Oh, Jedi, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I look at this and I go, this is, you know, this moment is indicative of the things in the movie that I'm going to have a problem with, where I can see the seams. I couldn't even see the seams in Star Wars. Right. Even before they digitally changed it, I couldn't have told you how they made that land speeder fly. Yeah. Um, I could, you know, this, with the budget it had, and after the success of Empire of making me believe everything they couldn't make me believe that they were putting a hot poker onto a droid's feet <laughs> they couldn't do that all of a sudden i saw what they were doing why because it was lazy yeah because the shot didn't work and and what kirshner would have done you know when when they raised the um when they raised the x-wing the out, x-wing of, out the of the thing yeah. uh kirshner in the making of was talking about an empire about how uh lucas came in the back uh to see what was going on and the guy, they couldn't get it out of the swamp because the plywood had absorbed the water and it was breaking the wings off the X-Wing. Oh, wow. Um, and so they told him it would be ready in an hour and it took 11 hours. And after 11 hours, they got it and they got one shot at the end of which the wings broke off. And that's the shot that they used. Um, 11 seconds. They spent 11 hours to get an 11 second shot mm. of of the X-Wing flying. And they, they, they took the time and they took the detail. And in this case, they couldn't get a fucking steam thing on. <laughs> um, and and it just, it's sloppy. And that's the problem I'm going to have with a lot of this is is while they're in there, it seems like they didn't do a lot of takes on Luke. It seems like whoever was shooting the film, cinematographer, I think Luke looks terrible. Whoever lit Luke in this, he looks 90 years old in the Jabba Palace. By the time he gets out, out and does the rest of the film, he doesn't look that old. Mm-hmm. But in the Jabba Palace, he looks weird and old and freaky looking um in he looks like he's 20 years older uh um uh you know carrie fisher going going someone who loves you her performance is 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 you know terrible the 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 once luke gets on the sand barge you know i love that battle sort of but they're absolutely right when they mock it in family guy when when they're, oh, about they're to all do looking it, at they're each all other look dumped <laughs> But um, but um, you know, and 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 they're just waiting and waiting and waiting to add the tension, and that's sloppy. Mm-hmm. It's sloppy to the point that it almost seems like parody. And then when Luke's fighting with a lightsaber, there, he doesn't seem like he's hitting anybody ever. He just seems like he's thrashing it around, right. swinging it up and down, left and right, and then people are falling. You never get the sense that he's hitting them. You never ever get the sense that he's hitting them. Interesting. Um, uh, when um, uh, when when Luke yell, you know, grabs Leia and he goes, point the gun at the deck. And he look, puts at her and he, and he says for her to come to him and he goes, come on. You know, his lips don't move. It's a voiceover and his lips don't move. There's stuff like that in the original Star Wars too, though. There's some stuff like that in the original Star Wars, but this is the most glaring that mm. I've ever seen. He's clearly not speaking. Right. They just added, come on. Let's just add, come on. So in this whole scene, I just see Mark Hamill thrashing his lightsaber. And now <laughs> here's the thing. You can complain about the way that Obi-Wan dies. All right. Or not Obi-Wan, not uh, Boba Fett dies. 
that yeah. he dies like a punk. But that's the story, and that's a problem with the story. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about the way the movie is made. I'm talking about when when Boba Fett's uh, jetpack goes off, the jet the the fire that comes out of it doesn't look real. Looks like uh, sparklers. Yeah. Um, I'm talking about the fact that Luke is thrashing the thing around. I'm talking about the fact that Luke, you know, is is waving "come on" but doesn't say "come on," and they add "come on" and they never bother to go into reshoots and just get a close up of yeah. him going "come on." You know that that would have cost nothing. Yeah, you do go into reshoots and just take a photo of the background. <coughs> Sorry, I'm talking about uh, you know, all of that seems it's sloppy. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you mentioned you mentioned yourself that it's more of a directing issues that you have, and the story has its own problems. But at the same time, I dig the whole concept of the rescue scene for Han. And I told you the I, story. I like. I yeah, dig. Yeah. I dig the concept of it. The execution of it is piss poor. Just kind of lacking, huh? It's just it's it's there's there's a ton of Muppets, and it seems like all the time <laughs> was spent on the Muppets, and and make you know, and and making everything look weird and funny. And no time, it was like, no time was like, hey, let's go do another take of that because right. that, that didn't work. Um, you know, it's, you know, when when the Sarlacc has has uh, Lando's ankle and they cut to the reverse angle and the thing's all the way up his leg. And it's just like, I it's I watch it and little things like this glare out to me. They, the, it, it started with the, the steam on the droid's feet. That made me start looking for these things. And they're, sorry, and they're everywhere. And the acting performances aren't what they were. Somehow, in three years, even Harrison Ford forgot how to act. Um, well, maybe it, maybe you hit the nail on the head before, as it was the focus on the on the puppets and the world, and maybe there just wasn't a focus on the performances. Well, and the director, I I ultimately fault the director. The director is the one who's supposed to direct the actors. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> you know the the they they go you know they they go to the forest mode vendor. I think that the the um, Imperial shuttle flight through. I actually find that very tense, hmm. you know, going through. I like that moment. Um, I like most of what's happening uh, between Vader and the emperor um, when they're on the, de- I like most of what happens on the death star. Yeah. Actually, um, uh, they go down to the forest moon of Endor. They have a, a big land speeder battle, which is cool. It is cool. And it was really cool when I first saw it, but I can totally tell the puppets of the people now. Mm. I can tell which people are puppets, which people aren't. But I, I'll, I won't fault the director for that. I'll say that that is effects-wise, their reach, you know, extending past their grasp, wherever that's right, goes. right, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know yeah. that they were trying too hard, and they, they, some of it doesn't work. I can give that to it. The fact that effects are not what they are now, I'm not going to judge films by, by the standards. I would have to judge them. By right, 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 right. Um, but I can. So yeah, it is cool. Um, but I can certainly judge. Uh, Harrison Ford's performance by comparison and certainly Carrie Fisher's mm. um, her perform her performance is terrible through most of the film interesting um, uh, she looks like she's strung out on drugs which she was at the time um, uh, and it's Endor man what happens on Endor stays, stays on Endor, Endor. Um, uh, so so I have that issue um, uh, I can tell you that you know, when finally Luke goes up to the Death Star, I like his conversation with. The, I like everything that's happening there for the most part, except there are a couple of things that bug me. Um, thing one that 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 bugs me, and it seems like a silly thing, but the lightsabers are animated wrong. Really, they're different than uh... they're different. Um, if you look specifically, the very famous uh, shot where you know the the Emperor's like strike me down, mm-hmm. and and Luke 
like goes to strike him down and Vader stops him with his lightsaber and then they cut to the Emperor's face where then they've added in ah, 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 even though he's not laughing. Yeah, yeah. Um uh the two the lightsabers are crossed, right? They're crossed and they're just lines of color. Huh. There's no white center to them. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of times in those scenes, there's no white center to them. And when Luke is going to go do a flip, he does a flip and then and like it's clearly an acrobat and then halfway through the clip flip they just cut to luke landing um just so you don't see the face of the acrobat is that no they they don't even cut to close it's the same shot they just think you won't notice oh that like that there's a cut in the middle of the flip to luke um it's sloppy and that's what gets me is it's sloppy Hmm. and and you know the the moments are not dramatic you rebel scum you know the the moments are are not the explosions are neat but the moments are just not dramatic to me um, on the on the planet. I like what the what the Ewoks are doing, but I feel like they're the most poorly realized of all of the Star Wars creatures. I feel like they are they look like guys in teddy bear suits. Yeah, that's true. Um, uh, and where whereas Chewbacca looks like um, a guy in a hair suit, um, Chewbacca, I believe. I always believed Chewbacca. I had no problem with it. But these guys never struck me as seeming real. Or like they were emoting in any way, um, and and you know it just when I you know I never saw the Ewok films as a completist. I never went and saw the Ewok Adventures. I saw I, the second one with uh, Wilford Brimley. Yeah, because I, I just didn't dig it, and <laughs> and and ultimately you get to the end of the film, and and the Emperor torturing Luke is cool. I think that 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 scene is awesome, but I think that juxtaposed against the Ewok Adventure, it's not going that well. Mm. Um, uh, I think that the space battle is awesome. Um, even though the scale of the space battle makes no sense. Like suddenly TIE fighters are ants compared to the size of the Millennium Falcon. Right. Um, and they're flying straight through. That's another thing someone showed me is that you just watch it's composited so poorly. There's so much going on, but they have TIE fighters just flying through the Millennium Falcon. Really? Um, yeah. And and they're the, the size is all wrong for them. And as they're arriving... You know, as as there's a shot where a bunch are coming at you, and I can tell where they they're coming at you, and I can tell where they're adding more in the middle, coming at you, and it's just like the uh, the attention to detail. Kirshner would have had fewer coming at you, but it would have been seamless. Do you think? And the tension would have been there, and I would say that there are aspects of this battle that that the tension is not there for me. Is it lost because of those problems? Some of it, yeah. I would say some of it's lost because like when. Like when the, they they crash, uh, the they there's the the star destroyer crashes into the side of the imperial ship. Um, I can totally tell that's a set hmm. that they're putting something in and blowing up. Um, and it just seems like it it like the director saw it and went, yeah, it's good enough. It just seems like a lot of things. The director goes, yeah, that's pretty good. It's good enough. You know where he was looking at what he was doing, and he was impressed. And look, I look, he made a better film than I can make, so I don't want to slam him too hard. But it looked like he was like, I'm making a Star Wars film, and everything he did was bigger and better than anything else he had ever been able to do. Right. And he would do it and go, "That's awesome! Look what I did! No, that's good. That's great. That's good. Let's move on. Let's do the next." And it seems like Kirshner was not impressed by the special effects. Kirshner was the one that that when the the fucking Tauntaun had Luke on him, and the Tauntaun looked so great. There's they have a cut the a cut shot where he goes no put the camera on Luke the story, right, right. Story, it's about Luke it's, that's a, that's a really good point and that's a really good analogy actually um, that they keep showing you stuff now I don't look 
<coughs> the flight through the Death Star, the explosion of the Death Star, the Millennium Falcon battle. I don't want to fault the space battle too badly because I'm slamming other things. The space battle is awesome. Um, Luke on the Death Star is awesome. The story is great. And I think that's why the film's a good, a good film because the story is really good. Yeah. Um, the redemption of Darth Vader is amazing. It's amazing. It's astounding. It changes everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, the fact that you take the most evil guy in the universe, make him good and redeem him. Yeah. Um, is awesome. The humor with 3PO on the planet, I actually really like. With him being the god and yeah. everything? Yeah, yeah, I, that's I, fun. I, yeah. I dig that. I dig, uh, you know, but the stupid love triangle of, of, of you know, oh, you can tell Luke? Is that who you can tell? That does, <laughs> you see, it's Han acting like Han. That doesn't seem like Han to me. Yeah. It doesn't that's seem like true. con to that's me fair. at all. That's fair. And and Leia turning and go, hold me. She actually looks at him and goes, hold me. <laughs> yeah, I Luke, remember that too. You have a power I don't understand and could never have. I'm just a girl. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's just, horrible, man. Like, yeah, you know. And I long for 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 Darth Vader. Only you could be so bold. You know, I I miss her. Yeah, what happened to her? That's yeah, a good point. Um, or General Tarkin actually, who she's talking to. But yeah, yeah. Of, you know. I recognize your foul stench when I come on board. You know, it's hold uh, me. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's a good um, point. It's a good point. Uh, in in so many ways, the film the film messes it up. And if is it Marco? Is it Lucas? Because some of these are the problems that I later have in episode two. Mm-hmm. Um, what Lucas wants to do and how maybe this is Lucas. Maybe this is why Marco and Lucas got into conflicts. That Lucas finally had the ability in his opinion to do everything he wanted to do yeah this is his third time around and 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 marquan tried to direct a different kind of film and lucas was like no let's do this let's do, you know but i can't imagine that lucas would have been okay with the steam with the droid feet and, yeah. I, and I can't believe nobody else has ever pointed this out as being a problem but yeah, yeah. I, I mean have, i have a gigantic problem with it i feel like 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 that's supposed to that moment's supposed to make me go holy shit it's scary down what are there. they doing to them yeah, yeah. and instead i'm going i'm going oh this is a droid that inexplicably it, had a it feels like it feels like waiting in line for the Star Tours ride. It when feels you see, very much that's like what, yeah, waiting yeah, in line yeah, for yeah. the Star yeah. Tours ride. That's that's actually a great analogy. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, that's my issue with Jedi. I'm sorry if I ripped apart one of your favorite films. But I'll let you talk because I've talked incessantly for a while. So go. No, I I mean you just you kind of brought up some uh, good points that I I'm fascinated by, and I do. I need to rewatch the flick, much like I need to. Uh, rewatch empire now too after we had that discussion last time so now i'm gonna make you talk more I, I don't know what else to add justin this is a strange strange experiment um but where, where i where, where, where I, you sit back i mean you are like you are the reins and i'm just sort of along for the ride sitting in the back and i'm either like yeah this is pretty right or uh, i don't know <laughs> i kind of disagree with that justin yeah uh, I, I i i think you add the perfect flavor um <laughs> citrusy or something it's citrusy with a with a hint of shame (laughs) (laughs) um uh look poor jedi um you know it's lucky for jedi the prequels came out and people shit on jedi a little less yeah um (laughs) well one one thing i will say about that endor scene as a kid i remember my favorite han solo action figure was the endor han solo action figure oh yeah i mean it's it's the the designs are great. The yeah, the, yeah. the stormtrooper designs for that for down yeah. there are cool. Um, the the lance the 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 speeders the speeder chase is yeah. cool. I mean, it is feels so fast. Yeah, dodging um, the trees and yeah, everything. yeah, that's that still gets me. It's um, cool. uh, 
the the way it all works out down there is you know and even the ewoks you know their nature battle versus you know versus the machines yeah is neat um and and is cool and look the stuff on the on on the death star with luke and vader and you know luke almost turning to the the dark side and the lightsaber battle where luke fucking loses it um i will say this about jedi let me give it this let me give it this it has my favorite moment in all of the Star Wars movies. Um, and what I consider to be the most important moment in all of the Star Wars movies, which is when Luke tosses away the lightsaber. Yeah, yeah. Um, because up to this point, if you're watching all six, if you're watching them in that order, it looks like Luke is going the way of, of Vader. He loses it. He loses his temper. And he and he you know cuts off Vader's hand yeah. and loses his shit. And that moment where he's just hacking away at him. Both hands. Is, yeah. is, is just... You know, it it is the best lightsaber battle. I think it is the best lightsaber battle yeah, of all of them yeah. because you feel the just the 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 emotional intensity there, and the and the music is perfect, and the everything there is just awesome. Um, and then when Luke tosses away his lightsaber and he goes, "I'm a Jedi like my father before me," yeah, kind of like "fuck you, Emperor." Yeah, check this out. You know, not only are you wrong about me, but you were wrong about my father. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that moment where he tosses it away, I think, is is the climactic moment of the Star Wars saga. Yeah. Will yeah. Luke fall? And he, you know, there's no there's no over there's no melodrama to it either. Mm-hmm. It's not the uh, da da looking yeah. at it. Am I gonna do it? Am <laughs> I gonna your know, flashbacks of all the other films? That's true. You know, no, yeah. he's just like no, fuck this. No, yeah, I won't. Um, I recognize what's happening here, and I'm not gonna do it. Yeah. So, um, I it's I think that part is perfectly played. I think that that uh, what the Emperor does in this film is awesome. They actually created a character more terrifying than Darth Vader. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's enormous. Um, and I think that look, this film, if it didn't have to stand next to Empire, you know, maybe that's my problem with it. Right. Just, Just because to get it. because Empire and Jedi are really one movie. Yeah, yeah, Lucas yeah. likes to say that Star Wars, Empire, and Jedi are really in one movie, and I disagree. But Empire and Jedi are. Yeah. That like like Jedi is sort of, and then after the end of Empire, right? And exactly next, the next scene would be them getting. So th- it really does seem like one movie, and the first half of that one movie is so meticulously made. Mm-hmm. Whereas Jedi, it seems like they're just kind of getting the the details. It's lost in the details if, of any movie that I feel like could could stand a digital makeover more than more than make the and I haven't actually watched Jedi on Blu-ray, but I wouldn't go making the Ewoks eyes blink. I would <laughs> yeah. fix the steam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would fix the laser swords, which I don't think they do. Like like I don't think they put the white in yeah, yeah. to the lightsabers in that fight in, in the Blu-ray version of Jedi. Um I would fix those problems. Those are the things I have a problem with, the things that take me out where I go, this isn't right. Um you know, I would maybe airbrush Luke's face a little when he's talking to Jabba. Um, you know, the Rancor I always had a problem. The Rancor always struck me as a puppet. And the huh. the and the mat the matting on the Rancor, the compositing. Yeah, there's some definite issues yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. Um and you can fix that. I mean, Lucas, I would say if you're fixing your movies, that's the stuff to stuff fix. Fix, yeah. fix the fucking black boxes around the TIE fighters. Yeah. You know? Um and maybe he did. I haven't seen. Well, you know, I remember watching the uh behind the scenes of like the re-release in the nineties yeah. mm-hmm. and in, um, uh, in, uh, empire, 
I'm getting mixed up here. In Empire in the Hoth scene, uh-huh. those black boxes were more evident than ever because it's against the white snow, you know? Yeah. And so what they did in the original release is all they did was they brought the opacity down. Yeah. And so when you're you within the through. cockpit, you could yeah. see through the cockpit. So when they went back, they corrected that. And I just love... That's also part of the charm of these movies, especially the original cuts, is no, they're not, they're by no means independent films, which sure. some people like to tag them as, but they're not. But they they were trying to work beyond their means. And they're sure. so, um, oh, what's innovative? They're so innovative. Yes. Except and, that in Jedi, they can't do things that they did before. Before, right. Yeah, and they, they can't make steam come out of a droid's feet. Yeah. Well, you know what? I, I, this this podcast has gone the direction it's gone, and this is the last one of our Star Wars podcasts. I have to ask, and we should kind of talk about this together. It's a little early. Oh, it's, no, it's okay. We can do this because there's other things to talk about. Yeah, here yeah. Too. But listen, guys, listeners, I'm sorry if I'm shitting on Jedi. I don't I don't mean to shit on it because it's. I like it. I love it. It, it. I more than like it. I love this film. This film is in my in would be in my top twenty five films of all time, mm-hmm. and must remain in my top one film of all time because my favorite film of all time is the Star Wars saga. Um, nice, yeah, yeah. And I don't want these movies without Jedi. Yeah. I just want these things in Jedi to have been fixed. Right. Um, and it's the reason that I have a harder time watching it than even episode two because while episode two has, has things that I strongly dislike about it even in the story and the acting, there's very little that pulls me out of the film um, the only moments that really pull me out of the film are like when Anakin is like jumping around on on the fucking thing on the when they're on their date. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and the only other moment that really kills it for me is when uh, when Dooku pushes Anakin back with the Force. It never seems real. It's sim- something about it just seems like they they moved him almost like in premiere. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> like it, it, like it doesn't ever seem right. I see. For me, for Episode Two, it always goes back to that fucking. Uh, Jumping factory scene no the the conveyor belt factory scene yeah, like even, that's what it always comes down even to that but that's one scene they're yeah. not it's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, not true. interspersed in the emotional moments yeah you know that's not that's like like they don't have i mean okay yeah no i'm wrong they're the most emotional moment of the film is the death of shmisa skywalker and actually there's a horrible thing interspersed in there um which we've talked about if, yeah. if this is your first one of our podcast yeah you need to go back to, to popoffpodcast.com yep. and listen to the old one um so yes, maybe my problems with episode two are are echoed here because there are things that were easy to fix. That when when three PO goes down there to see the droids, I don't want to watch for the steam coming out. Yeah. When those when those you know lightsabers clash, I don't want to notice that they don't have a white center, and I don't want to notice that the Emperor is laughing and his mouth isn't moving when they're about to blow up the barge. I don't want to notice that Luke isn't saying. Come on, when he's fighting the Rancor, I don't want to notice the Matt lines. I just want to, I want to be into the story. Yeah. And instead, the seams all stand out and they don't in Empire. And that film came out three years earlier yeah. and had a lower budget. So it's hard for me to, to excuse the things that they did. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's, that's that about Jedi. But I love it. It's part of Star Wars. It's an important part of Star Wars and it has a ton that I love in it it's just you know lucas you're fixing your films if you do one more revision if you hear this which you won't um (laughs) uh listen man these are the things that need to get fixed and jedi is fixable jedi is a fixable film in Mm -hmm. my opinion there are things little nitpicks that i have that you could fix that would make me into the film the thing that i don't need by the way is vader saying 
No. I don't even mind the no, <laughs> but no is terrible. Okay. Uh, you were going to say something. Yeah, Justin. Um, yes. And listeners, you have, some of you, hopefully most of you, have listened to us yammer on about all six Star Wars episodes in the saga. Yes. And we have we have cried. We've laughed. We've shared some moments together during these podcasts, Justin. And I just want to know, what is it about this saga, if you can put it in a nutshell, that leads not only us to do this, but so many people to talk about this and love this and give a shit about wow. it and get yeah. angry and get happy? Why Star Wars and not, uh, I can't think of a whatever... Inception. Science fiction. Inception. Inse- yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think... And also, I would go so far to say, I don't think anywhere close to this will happen with Avatar, which a lot of people, yeah. you know, people try are, and currently are trying to nerd over Avatar. And we'll see how it goes as he does the sequels and things like that, if people will nerd over it. But I would say it's not going to happen. And tell, no, me, I agree. tell me why. Tell me why. You tell me why. First. Well, first off, it's no, it's, no, um, it's no secret that... Lucas is brilliant at marketing and Lucas is brilliant at making movies that will make great toys and great video games. And, you know, that's, and I think as cynical as it is, I think a large part of it is that. And I didn't think that until recently I read, um, uh, Simon Pegg's autobiography, um, this past year. It's really good worth checking out, but he talks about his experience with star Wars and his experience was obviously he was living in England and before the first Star Wars movie was released in England, a wave of all this Star Wars memorabilia came out. He had action figures, toys, lunch boxes, posters, books, things like that. And um, he had, I, and I might be misquoting the book, so I apologize for anyone who's read it, um, something about having like uh, an action figure of Darth Vader or a certain character and not knowing who the hell that guy is, but knowing that he's fun to play with and fun to create your own story about. So when... Uh, the first Star Wars came out in England. He was already super pumped about it, and all the, all the, the the world that it's immersed in, and the aesthetics of the entire thing. And I think that's what draws people in: is that it's not just a movie and a story; it's an entire universe that was created. And it doesn't seem like, with the exception of the prequels, it doesn't seem like it was too meticulously created. It almost seems kind of organic. How this is a story that happens in this world. And this world wasn't created, but this world already exists. This story was created within it. Um, I, I mean, I would, I would say that, and I, I don't disagree with you about the marketing. I think mm-hmm. the marketing is huge. Um, I think that Lucas knows how to bring it to the masses, but I think that is its financial success. Now, I think that it's the ability to nerd out about it is that it gives you things to nerd or nerd out about. Right. You know, you don't need to work hard at the cosplay. You can if you'd like, um, <laughs> but you can get the costumes. They're everywhere. Mm-hmm. Or if you want to collect things, they've got a million things to collect. Or if you want posters, you can have posters. I mean, look at all the knickknacks I have around here. I have a, a Darth Goofy. I have a Darth uh, a Darth Yellow M M&M. and have a Darth Vader uh, Christmas bobblehead. I have a, you know, you can't do that with Captain Kirk. Right. You, know? right. you shouldn't be able to do that with Darth Vader. He's a murderer of children. <laughs> I mean, he really is a murderer of children. Um, and yet, there he is. <coughs> um, I think that, uh, that there's... Um, I think that ultimately what makes it the the easiest to um and I and I would disagree I think that Star Trek's probably the easiest to nerd out about mm. um uh but I think what makes Star Wars able to be nerd out cuz Star Trek you can nerd out about because of the continuity that's what appeals to about Star Trek right, right. to a lot of people is that the idea that there are 
are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours that you can watch and they're all related. If you watch an episode of Enterprise, it is related to stuff that came out in the 60s. Yeah. Um, and there's so many hours of it and it's so fantastical and optimistic. And so that's Star Trek. Um, I think Star Wars has a couple things going for it. One, it is both a science fiction and a fantasy film. Mm-hmm. And that's huge. Yeah. That means that segments of the population that can appreciate, uh, first of all, everybody who loves sci-fi is going to like Star Wars because it's a sci-fi film. Yeah. But then segments of, of the population who don't like sci-fi. But like fantasy. But like fantasy will also like Star Wars. Mm-hmm. But then it's also a big ass action film. Yeah. It's, 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 you know, gun battles and explosions. So on that level, you can have that. Um, so the fact that it is so many things, uh, Lucas knew what he was doing when he put it together. He used myth and Saturday morning serials and he put them together into, he said, what if you took myth that uh, he deliberately said what has appealed to all of mankind and he yeah. made he made a movie deliberately based on the things that have appealed to all of mankind yeah, yeah. of course it appeals to us <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was made it, for that it was purpose, made to do that saying. yeah but then the attention to, it's funny you should mention attention to detail i think the attention to detail is the reason people like it mm. be that there's so much to geek out about the fact that Amperu serves blue milk it's a little thing. Yeah, yeah. It's a little thing. The fact that R two D two has one silver leg, um, and and has scruffs and marks all over him, which was originally put there because they didn't want to catch the camera. Um, oh, in the in the reflection. Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> um, the fact that the world looks so lived in. Yeah. Um, the fact that you know that you're using symbolism from powerful symbolism in the 20th century, but symbolism from fascism, uh, in there. Um, the fact that it's got, you know, pseudo pop philosophy mixed together with telekinesis and superpowers, you know, the, the, you know, the fact that it has all of that, um, and you can dress up like it, (laughs) um, and that there are, the costumes are all cool and, you know, the, that it's always shining. There's always something shiny coming at you. Um, I think that that's a huge appeal. Yeah. Um, and I think that when you when I watch it, what appeals to it? So okay, yes, there's certainly probably sense, memory, and nostalgia for my youth. Right, right, right. is a big part of it. Um, but it was a big part of my youth. Why was it such a big part of my youth? Plenty of other things came out of my youth. There are a thousand cartoons came out of my youth that didn't matter as much as this. Um, but I felt like I could escape into it. It felt like you said the world, mm-hmm. well, the universe it's in. Well, it feels like it's in a universe that I know. I'm in Star Wars and I can that John if there's John Williams music playing in the background if the the Ben Burt sound design and I I hear that particular sound of a speeder going by mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I know that I'm in Star Wars um and that's why it extends for me to the Clone Wars mm-hmm. um which is in the universe which is um much more like Star Trek than it is like Star Wars sometimes um but still there are lightsabers and there's cool actually fight choreography in it um and there's, you know, there's the same things that appeal to me. I the nostalgia factor pops up even when it when I see animated Anakin on the screen. Right, right. I get a little giddy because I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it's Star Wars. Um, uh, and I'm in that universe, and I think that being in that universe is a comfortable place, and I can understand why people would get out of that universe and go, I want to pretend to be in it. Um, and there are, you know, I I totally get it. I totally get it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess that sums it up, right? About Star Wars. We love it. 
yeah we love, and that's and that's why um by the way can i do a quick aside on the clone wars i may may have mentioned it yeah yeah before. you brought it up before yeah um, but let me that. say if the people that here have not heard what i said before about the clone wars right, yeah um the movie is shit the clone wars movie is shit it's terrible i walked out of the theater um i wouldn't have but my son was bored because um, he was two but i was like he's two i love it and i was like oh this is violent and loud all right we won't stay here um but it's it's not very good and the show suffers for that mm. because the show is really good especially after the first few episodes it's really really good um and is better in some ways than the prequels you they even just they even make you like jar jar in an episode now, um, do you have to watch the shitty movie in order to start the series? You even? kind of do, yeah, because um, you meet the one new main character, the, in the, movie, uh, um, the Padawan, his Padawan, yeah, his Padawan, yeah. Um, and you got to you have to get used to the animation style, and and you kind of have to watch it. Um, but the show is really, really good. It's really, really, really Star Wars. It's really Star Wars, and there are, there are a lot of things. It is my favorite incarnation of Anakin outside of the armor. Um, is is the animated Anakin? He's great, and the animated Obi Wan's pretty great too. Um, and the other Jedi that you get to meet and mm-hmm. hang out with are also cool. You finally get to meet out with, hang out with non human Jedi and see what they're like. Cool, yeah. Um, it's it's really worth watching. So I I give it my highest recommendation. Nice. Did so. you ever play any Star Wars video <laughs> games at all? Like- um, I let's see. I played on the PC when it originally first came out, like like X Wing versus Tie Fighter. Yeah. Um, I had Star Wars Racer for the PlayStation One. Um, was that the one with the big heads, or was it Pod Racer? <laughs> it's Pod Racing. Oh yeah, yeah, that um, Pod Racing's good. Uh, I played um, a little bit of the Force Unleashed. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Which I dug, but it's you know I don't have time for games that size anymore. Yeah, yeah. What well, with kids uh, and stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, and I felt like some of the controls were a little clunky, and I felt like some of the worlds were a little too big, and I. Eventually, you know, there were times I would like, not want to bother getting out of the Death Star. Like, like okay, I can pick everybody else and throw it around. What thing have I forgotten to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, um, what else have I played Star Wars game? Did you ever play, um, sh- uh, shoot, what was it called? Shadows of the Empire for N64? No. That was a great one. Um, you're playing a character. Oh, we're going to get emails about this. Um, he's originated in the comic books. He's never been in any of the movies. Um but he's there for a lot of the uh, Star Wars events. Sorry, guys. Um, let's see. Rogue Squadron. You ever play any of the Rogue Squadron I played games? a little bit of Rogue Squadron. That was the first game that my dad and I played together in its entirety, and we really we loved the shit. What am I talking game. about? I played the Super Star Wars trilogy on the Super Nintendo. Oh, wait. Is that... Um, it's a side-scroller. Oh, then it's not yeah. the one I'm thinking of. No, but it's, um, it uh, is one of the hardest side-scrollers. I almost felt college because of it, because um, <laughs> I discovered it, and, and it starts off as any old side scroller kind of boring but by the end it's 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 nuts yeah it's just nuts i played star wars arcade yeah is now see i've played a few different star wars games in the arcade there's one that i remember playing where you have a joystick yes and in you some could, levels that's to steer a vehicle others that's a lightsaber yeah. that's the one you're talking about yeah, I played that, that was mind-blowing when i played that I when it first kid. came out yeah i played it now and it's not that great oh that's um, a shame the original uh actually i played a lot the original 1980 star wars video game with uh, the vector graphics yeah i remember that i remember in the arcade your uh, seat would move around. Did you play it like that, or uh, the seat didn't move in mine? But Whew. yeah, and I'm I might be 
romanticizing my memory. I don't think the seat moved. <laughs> there was a version with the seat. I don't think the seat moved. Oh, really? Yeah. But um, I do remember the vector graphics, TIE Fighters, yeah. and you kind of had to use your imagination. Yeah, but it was great. That was a fun game. Yeah. You really just had good. to blow up the Death Star over and over and over yeah. and over and over and over again. Um, one of my favorites in high school um, and in college was uh, Star Wars Battlefront 1 and 2. Have you played either of those? I've heard they're good. Yeah, and basically that's just going through every big war in the Star Wars saga as a stormtrooper, as as a part of the rebel alliance as uh one of the robots and yeah. like it's they're just fantastic games um i uh um i did read the timothy zahn trilogy mm. of the novels i haven't read any star wars books it's it's i'm not gonna say they're perfect a lot of people really really like them um uh, I found him a little slow in parts, but it is fun to find out what has happened yeah, yeah. in the future. I do strongly suggest listening to the audiobook for uh, Death, Troopers, Death Troopers, which is a zombie horror, uh, rated R horror uh-huh. book a set in the Star Wars universe. Zombies um, in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, I mean, basically there's a, a virus that gets loose on a, um, on a prison ship uh, manned by stormtroopers, um, and it takes place immediately preceding uh, it's between episodes uh, three and four, hmm. um, and it's it's scary. It's a scary ass read. Yeah, um, and I listened to it on audiobook. Um, it was and I I got kind of scared. Wow. Um, so I recommend it highly. What's that called? Death Troopers. Death Troopers. I'm looking for some audiobooks for the mm-hmm. uh, cross country trip. Spend the money. It'll be. I think it's like five hours. Five hours. Um, yeah, it, it's, nice. it's yeah. It's it's you get into it. You get into it. And you get into it fast. Um, and there are some fun surprises in there too. Nice. Um, nice. uh, and the Timothy Zahn trilogy, I don't recommend, I, it was hard for me to get through it on audiobook. I did, but it's, it was harder for me to get through. Hmm. Um, uh, I guess the last thing to talk about is, I mean, there are so many Star Wars things. Star Tours, they just revamped. They just, I have a buddy who worked on it actually. Um, who works like in making it? Yeah. He's an Imagineer in LA. In the new one? Yeah. The the remodeling of it. So like, is the original one, one of the choices that you can still fly? I'm not sure because I, I think know. there are different rides now. Oh wow! Like That's I think the idea is that you get on different ones and it's a different That's experience. Cool. Um, uh, and then there's uh, there's been the touring Star Wars music experience where they do clips of the Star Wars movies with the live orchestra and it's hosted oh, by Anthony Daniels. That'd be great. Um, and then coming up next month is the re-release of Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace in 3D. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm going to see it. I'll definitely see it. Um, one, I want to see Star Wars on the big screen, whether or not it's 3D. But yeah. two, if anyone's going to do 3D right, if anyone's going to do, you know, it's going to be this. It's going to. They spent time on it. They've been talking about it for a year. Yeah. Um, and and this movie, so much of it is rendered in 3D anyway. Yeah. Um. I'm convinced they can do it. I'm convinced they can make this right. And Just, I, I can, I can see the podcast scene, and it makes the pod me race scene. See, yeah, the, the po- podcast. podcast scene. <laughs> or, or Anakin and Qui Gon sit <laughs> Just down. sit down and review review their movies. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The, the today pod we're going to be talking about Gundar and Bantha <laughs> coming to us from the planet of Ha. I found the movie to be a little icy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know which one that is. Yeah. <laughs> Both, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, I am Qui-Gon Jinn. <laughs> I don't think I like anything that you're saying. That's a pretty good Qui-Gon. Listen to me, young Jedi. <laughs> Tell me about Metachlorians. <laughs> Your Metachlorian count is much higher than I was expecting. Welcome doing. to the Metachlorian Hour with <laughs> Qui-Gon Jinn. Today we're going to be talking about the Metachlorians. 
Oh, midichlorians. <laughs> you kidnapped my daughter. <laughs> what I do have is a very particular set of skills. They're <laughs> going to take you to see Star Wars Episode 1 and 3D. <laughs> Taken 2. And she's just kidnapped. She's like, I don't like Star Wars. <laughs> don't make me watch it. Ah, Jar Jar. <laughs> um, so, uh, well, that's it for Star Wars, yeah, man. This was fun. I'm glad we did this. Yeah, I'm glad uh, that this was that this is on. Like, I have this archive. If if the Endlight Podcast Network at some point goes away, and I'm sure it will, I mean, nothing lasts forever. Yeah, yeah. I, I expect I'll be doing this for a few years, but it's you know, if it ever goes away, I will have this. Um, and I actually have re-listened to these episodes. Me too. Uh, just yeah. for fun. Yeah. And I've enjoyed them. On, like, yeah, I, yeah. like I'm going, oh, wow, that guy who sounds like me is really smart. And that other guy's an asshole. Yeah, what a dick. What a dick that guy is. He sort of mumbles. I hope he doesn't have a beard. <laughs> <laughs> you at home will never know. You'll never know. Well, uh, thank you guys so much for listening to us talk about these movies. Though. I mean, it was fun for both of us, obviously, right? Yeah. Hey, is there any other movie you would want to talk about? Um, In coming... You, the, your... Uh, Oh, my kidney little, beans, my beans. Own, oh, oh, kidney yes. beans. Right. I forgot, I forgot about kidney beans. Hey, everybody. Um, Myself and a group of very, very talented friends uh, for over a year now have been working on this feature length film called Kidney Beans. It's the story about a transplant between two cousins and they get to know each other while they figure out their medical compatibility. It's uh, a dramatic comedy, if you will. So check it out at www.kidneybeansmovie.com. You'll see uh, three trailers, a bunch of our making of videos. You'll see me making an ass out of myself and finally find out if I have a beard or not. Um, and, and regarding, you know, that that's you, I am also an artistic filmmaker like yourself. Oh, really? Yes. You see <laughs> your, 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 your movie is about, um, one cousin saving the other one's life and a selfless act that leads to better understanding of the human condition. <laughs> My movie's called Ninjas versus Monsters, <laughs> um, where ninjas fight monsters. Uh, and you can find out about it at ninjaswin.com. That's ninjaswin.com. At the time this is coming out, we may not have, may have or may not have already done the auditions, um, which are going to be on January 14th and 15th. But either way, uh, go to www.ninjaswin.com. Also, go, like I said earlier, go to popoffpodcast.com. Uh, you can hear all our Star Wars ones. You can hear the movies leading up to the Avengers, like Iron Man and Captain America and all those. You can hear, uh, um, what else can you hear? You can, you can yeah, hear. You did Harry Potter, Harry which Potter, was great. Doctor Who. Uh, my personal. Transformers, wrestling. Yeah. What my a, personal favorite that I wasn't on was the Kevin Smith one. Everyone oh, should listen to Kevin, Kevin Smith. Smith. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's, there's a ton, man. We yeah. also have the Ninjas versus You podcast where I talk about the making of the Ninjas versus movies and then it sort of morphs into the official Ninjas versus Monsters podcast. So, <laughs> um, and that is it, man. Those are all at the Endlight Podcast Network at endlightpodcast.com. Or what you should really do is if you have an iPhone and you're listening right now, uh, you can go to iTunes and just search EPN and you'll see all these shows and just subscribe. Just subscribe, subscribe, subscribe and share us with your friends on Facebook. Yes. Go to Facebook now. Let people know that we're out there. If you like Star Wars, let people know, man. Because we and oh whoa hi oh the buzz the buzz the saved buzz. itself till the end to the end uh, um and uh drop an email um to uh, just Facebook message me man we, uh, we if somebody sends us message you know, we nobody sends us messages we get a few hundred listeners and nobody sends us messages and I will read I will read your message or I'll respond to it or RJ will or just get in yeah. touch with us man um but that's it uh, thank you for listening to pop off my name is Justin my name is RJ pop off pop off. 
If you enjoyed today's podcast, please search EPN on iTunes and subscribe to the Pop-Off Podcast and also to the Trek-Off Podcast. Also, be sure to like the Endlight Podcast Network on Facebook and rate us on iTunes. Just get involved, man. Let us know that you're listening, and we hope you enjoyed today's episode of Pop-Off.